Welcome to PD Insider, the podcast edition. In each episode, we bring you conversations with experts in the law firm professional development community so that you can stay current on industry trends, topics, and innovations. In this episode, PLI's Craig Miller speaks with Jim Loveless of Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman. Jim discusses maintaining consistent and compassionate leadership with a newly displaced team. Their discussion highlights the present-day challenges facing PD teams against the backdrop of COVID-19 and evergreen insights to enable successful coaching and management practices at your firm. Welcome, Jim. We're pleased to see you. Thank you very much, Craig. I'm delighted to be here. And and let me say at the outset, uh, for those, this is a really hard time. And for all of those uh, truly adversely affected by the pandemic, uh, my heart goes out to you. And um, all of us are experiencing inconveniences, of course, but some people are are bearing the brunt of this. So my my heart goes out to folks. Yeah, that's very true. And and PLI and I join you in those uh, sentiments. you know, clearly, you and I are in the new work environment. Has Pillsbury taken any specific steps to address the current situation? Well, we've done a, a number of things. Uh, one, one initiative that I'm particularly proud of, and I wasn't involved in, in planning it, so I can't take credit, but we had something called Shared Experience Forums that was offered to everyone in the firm, staff and attorneys alike, and it was, it was created by, by two of our coaches, uh, happened to be teammates of mine on, on the talent development team, uh, as well as a couple others at the firm. And the idea was to bring together people who have uh, sort of common concerns, common situations uh, during this pandemic, whether it's caring for elderly relatives whether it's having kids at home in a, in a, of a certain age group, and actually there were separate forums for kids of, of different ages, and um, bringing people together for no other reason than to just have a community uh, for people to just talk about what's going on in, in their lives and, and to have a supportive group uh, around. And, and I attended one of them myself, and um, I, was, I was really moved by it. Uh, we, had, we had attorneys and, and professionals alike. And while that's not coaching, uh, I would say uh, it's not coaching exactly. It is certainly, uh, it is coach-like because it is a supportive environment where people uh, are, not, are not judging. They're opening up about what's going on, how they're doing, uh, what their needs are and, in a very supportive environment. And, and those have been well-received, and I'm, <laughs> we'll see how long this situation goes on. I think we may be having additional forums uh, going forward. So very I positive experience. It sounds it. And I think when we look back on this time, I, uh, I think we'll find that communication and empathy uh, were probably the keys to success as, uh, as we navigate our way through. What's happening with PDs now that so many are working from home? <laughs> well, the first thing we've all had to do is brush up on our skills with Zoom and WebEx, Skype, and all the virtual platforms that we have and, and work with our attorneys in doing the same. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I have come up to speed fairly well, uh, and our attorneys have, have also come up to speed. So we've shown ourselves to be adaptable on that, on that front. Um, I would say that we have had to be you know, very nimble 
and adjust quickly to changing times, uh, as have our attorneys, and, and pivot and, and be where we need to be to best serve our, our, our clients of our, of our firms. And um, the, the PD community is, is a very tight-knit one, and, and we have, I would say, we have bonded together, and we have been, we continue to share uh, best practices, and we continue to be there for each other, even though we work for different employers. Um, so in, in a broad sense, our, our jobs have remained the same, uh, but we're certainly doing it in, a, in an environment that's new for everybody. Yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the hallmarks of the profession has been the collaboration that takes place across uh, the various institutions and firms that are involved. Uh, we see it at the PDC and the PDI conferences. Uh, we see a great deal of, of knowledge sharing and, uh, and, and mentoring and help even among, among the PDs themselves. Jim, I know your specialty is coaching. Uh, how does a coaching mindset help you to be more successful in the PD role? Well, a coaching mindset is, is really around being open to possibilities that are around you and to be seeking opportunities for growth. So both, both in yourself and with the others who you're working with. So I think that the current circumstances actually create a, a perfect environment for coaching because we're all being confronted with, with something new. And the big question is, how do we want to, who do we want to be in this situation and how do we want to come out of it? That's interesting. Can you explain a little bit more about the practice of coaching and the concept of pure coaching? Sure. So first of all, let me just distinguish pure coaching, if you will, and, and coaching more generally. Uh, lots of people, lots of excellent professionals and consultants serve as, as writing coaches, uh, communications coaches, you know, various, various capacities, and they're hired by law firms and others, and, and they are wonderful. Um, oftentimes, they are they're instructors, and they're, they're teaching people. They're teaching people a craft, and they use the, they use the label coach. Um, the way that I am using the word coach and the way that it's used kind of in the more pure sense it refers to someone who is, is working to bring out the best in others. And it is, is helping that person to be the best they can be. But, but the person they are working with is the one who's really driving the process. And they're the ones who are deciding what success is for them. So uh, in that pure sense, coaching relies upon tools such as asking powerful questions that, that help evoke uh, what a person wants to achieve and what, what they want to do for themselves, as, as well as listening skills are incredibly important, that the coach is there to serve the, the client or the attorney. And it's, it's really not what the coach brings to the table. It's really what the attorney brings to the table. And the coach is helping to um, kind of spur that on, if you will. Sure. So this sounds much less task, uh, task specific, like how to be a good writer or, uh, you know, that type of thing, but more about the person and uh, trying to understand what they, what they need in the moment. Would that be a, a, a better characterization? <laughs> that is exactly correct, Craig. It, it's to be with what the, what the attorney wants, wants in the moment. Now, if they want to become a better writer, then the coach can help them take those steps to become 
a better writer and identify with them what they need to do. But at least if I were serving as a coach, at least if I have my coaching hat on, I wouldn't be sitting down and helping them, you know, uh, construct the perfect sentence. But I would, I would talk with them about, well, how can you surround yourselves with uh, people and resources to enable you to become a, a, a better writer? What, 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 how can you set aside time to devote to the, to the craft to become better? So that's the distinction I would make. All right, that's very helpful. Uh, and uh, with that, could you describe a little bit the coaching model that you employ at Pillsbury, what the team is like perhaps and, and others? Sure. Um, so there are about eight of us at, at Pillsbury who have, who have all gone through formal coaching training. And that is, that is training that, that teaches us how to be good listeners, how to ask powerful questions, how to be in the moment, as you put it, uh, with, the, with the attorneys whom we are, are working with. And um, we are available to our attorneys to provide coaching to them. Um, it is a voluntary program at, at Pillsbury. So it is something that is open to all attorneys. And the way we sort of roll it out each year is that we offer it specifically to a class of associates. And all we ask of them is to have a phone call or, or, a, or a Skype meeting with one of us so that we can describe to them what coaching is in a one-on-one -on -one setting and then allow them to decide if, if that's something that they'd like to go forward with. And, and, and that's an offer that, that continues to be open. And then anything that's said within the, within the coaching relationship is, is deemed to be confidential. With, with the rare exception that, that something is, you know, might come to the fore that, that has to be raised to management's attention you know, for risk management purposes. But that's, that's never happened to me, fortunately, and it's something very rare. But of course, being a law firm, that's, that's an exception that we do spell out to the attorneys. But it, it is offline. We do not keep lists that we provide to management of, of who is meeting with us. And it's, it's just really, it's, it's turned out to be just an excellent channel of, of communication uh, between those of us doing the coaching and, and the attorneys who are going through it. So it sounds like it's very personal to the, uh, to the person who's receiving the coaching. Is, is it typically one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, it is, it is almost exclusively one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, there is a concept of team coaching where you can where you can coach people in groups or people can be coaching each other. But but so far at Pillsbury, we've really done it uh, in a, in a one on one approach. Since since we uh, you've talked about some of the platforms that you might we might all be using in the current uh, environment that we're working in, uh, how does it differ from a in person? Uh, session as opposed to uh, something that is done in, in effect remotely. Uh, perhaps using a meeting platform or on the telephone? Well, that's a, that is a great question, Craig. I mean, my personal preference where possible is, is to have an in-person meeting or certainly at the beginning to help develop a rapport with, with the attorney. But all of us who have been trained and, and, and especially those of us who've gone through certification, uh, as I did, my, my certification was all by telephone. And so you learn uh, to, to work with people in that medium. In fact, I don't even think we use video, which is more common now. Um, but you really develop a good sense of paying attention to what's going on with the person. I mean, you can tell if they're tuned in, if, if they're all in for the coaching or if they're not, regardless of whether you've been with, 
whether you're there with them in person. So in that sense, uh, the, current, uh, the current environment has not affected uh, the way that we deliver the coaching. I mean, we're very fortunate in the legal world that uh, we have experience working in with dispersed teams or dispersed uh, groups and uh, managing that way. And, uh, and we, we typically have the cloud-based tools to help uh, enable that. So uh, we're much more fortunate than other, other workers might be uh, during this time. I was, I was also thinking about what, so what are the effects, you know, of a coaching practice and, and how in, would you say or describe how it's impacted the culture of your firm? Sure. Um, it, in, in a big way, Craig. So when we first rolled out our coaching program in 2013, one thing that we had to overcome was this notion that coaching was for people who were struggling or were somehow in, in trouble. And, um, that is not at all how it, how it was intended. And that's one reason that we actually reach out to an entire class of associates because we can tell each of them we're reaching out to you because we're reaching out to all of your, all of your colleagues and there's, there is no stigma attached to it you know, whatsoever. And we have been doing this you know, long enough now that I have heard uh, when, when our partners are, are promoted uh, to partner, we have a nice event, which I'm privileged to attend, where toasts are given and, and the partners give a, a thank you to the firm. And in the past few years, I've had the privilege of seeing alumni of, of people I've coached who have stood up there and said, and I would like to thank Pillsbury for having its coaching program. And uh, it it's, uh, warms my heart in, in the biggest way. And... I think that that has shown that we have moved be well beyond it being considered any sort of a stigma. And it's something that, that really helps people elevate their practices. And they may have had a good practice to begin with, but, but they can even do, do better by having, by having someone who's their sounding board and, and coach to help them along the way. So that must actually be very fulfilling. And, and it, it really sounds like it is about embracing a culture of continuous improvement within the organization and making that part of the, uh, of the ethos of the place. Um, continuous improvement. And Craig, I'd also say trust because I think that um, we, we've been doing the coaching long enough now that the attorneys who've gone through it uh, who in turn speak to their colleagues about the positive experiences they've had with coaching that they know and trust that, that those of us who are doing the coaching are keeping the confidences and that our loyalty as coaches is to be serving their best interests. And that, that's, that we have developed that reputation over time and, and, and that's a hard one to quantify, but I can tell you that, that it makes a palpable difference at the firm. So that bond, that, that bond of trust is really, is really the key. Can, can you give us an example of how a coaching conversation might go? Sure. Well, this is this is a uh, this current environment uh, really opens up the kinds of really strong, uh, introspective kind of questions that, that that can be asked of attorneys right now. Which is, um, how do you want to come out of this? What would you like to be looking down the road in a few years? What would you like it to be said uh, about how you how you handled? Uh, the, your work and your profession and your life during the, during the pandemic. Um, or a, a simpler question would be, what's most important to you right now? 
Um, and you may get an answer that's like, well, most important right now is I just want to stay busy and I want to meet my hours. And that, that is a perfectly fine answer. But a coach might dig deeper and say, well, what else is important to you right now? Uh, looking, looking more broadly at, at your practice, what, what is important to you? Um, and I have to tell you, Craig, that, that lawyers, <laughs> they're open-ended questions all the time in, in litigation. Um, but I've, I have found that lawyers are not accustomed to having those open-ended questions directed at them right. with regard to their career satisfaction and their career goals. And it's, it's very eye-opening for them, and it, it's, it's, those are conversations that I love to be part of. And that must be a unique experience because uh, you know, lawyers are trained typically not to ask a question that they don't already know the answer to. <laughs> and uh, when you ask them uh, to dig deep uh, in that way, and also in particular as we go through somewhat of an, you know, an uncharted time, an uncharted territory, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to know the answer to those kinds of questions right now. Um, and let me say something else, Craig. As a coach, it, I wouldn't view it as my place to judge someone and, 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 and judge the quality of their answer or say, well, geez, that's not what I would think. No, my, my role is to, is to hear them and to be curious and to help them engage in, a, in, a, in, a, in self-discovery through these questions. So having a, having a comfortable, trusting, non-judgmental non environment is, is, is really key to a, to a productive coaching conversation. So how do you think the practice of coaching has evolved within the PD community? Um, you know, it's something, it, it comes up at every, at every, every uh, uh, conference and people talk about uh, coaching and mentoring and, and sponsorship, sort of a, a, a tiered pathway through the, uh, uh, the process. Uh, but, but what do you see as the, as the evolution that's, that's occurred? It's been a huge evolution, Craig. Uh, I would say that it's, it's on a par now with where mentoring was some number of years ago. I would say it's probably not as commonplace yet in law firms, but it's, it's, it's very common vernacular. And there, when, when I received my coaching certification 10 years ago, there were a handful of, of firms that were offering coaching to their, to their attorneys. And now it's become much more commonplace. Um, and, and there are different models that exist. There are firms like Pillsbury that have a number of people trained as coaches, uh, but we also have our quote unquote day jobs where we, we spend a lot of time on, on, other, on training and, and performance management and other functions. And there are also some firms that have people who full-time are, are dedicated as, as coaches, and they're, they're available you know, at all times to serve in that role. And one model is not, is not better than the other, um, but, but they, both, they both serve the, serve the attorneys. But you're correct that, that coaching is something that comes up at almost every conference. And, and, and what I love to see is the curiosity around coaching what, what it is. So, so even, even for people to learn that, that they can have a toolkit of, of asking these sorts of powerful questions and resisting the urge to provide advice or provide their own opinion, but to ask those questions and sit back and see where the lawyers go with them and then just continue to be curious. I mean, all of us can, can serve as, as effective coaches in that way. And 
And I think that that uh, attitude and culture has really taken off within the legal PD world. Is that difficult to, to resist interjecting your own thoughts or your own uh, advice uh, as you go through the process? It is extremely hard, Craig. Um, and I have been faculty at, at several conferences where we've done actual coaching demonstrations uh, for, for the attendees. And universally, when we debrief after the coaching session, the people in the audience are like, I so wanted to help that person and give them advice. And it's like, I know that is, that is our instinct. That's how we believe that we, we should be helping someone. And that is really not the role of the coach uh, to provide advice. It is, it is to sit back and guide the conversation in a supportive way and work with someone to develop goals for, for moving forward. Um, when I was going through coaching, my, my sons at the time were like eight and nine years old, and I would uh, try to act in a coach-like manner around them. And, and as a parent, um, not offering advice uh, <laughs> at that age or at any age really is, is, is really hard. So I practice <laughs> on them often without success, but I, I think I do it uh, pretty well in, in the coaching when I've got my coaching hat on. Well, that's 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 great. Uh, so when we think about our PD colleagues out there in the world, uh, what what are the first steps you'd recommend uh, that a PD take to establish a coaching practice within the firm where they work? Great question. So um, there is an organization called the International Coaching Federation. And I would recommend, if you just wanted to see the, the various resources that are out there, I believe the website is coachfederation.org. Really terrific organization. And then um, there's a book called Coactive Coaching, which is put out by the Coaches Training Institute. Pardon me, the Coactive Training Institute, which is the organization through which I got my uh, training um, that is authored by Henry and Karen Kimsey House. That is also an excellent resource. But I think, I mean, very simply put, um, learning to ask those kinds of open-ended questions and, and being curious is really a wonderful first step. And to resist the urge to always insert your own experience into a conversation and, and to sit back and realize that you're serving the other person by letting them tell their own story. Uh, that, I mean, that's really the most basic thing. If you can, if you can practice at that and get good at that, then you're, you're really acting as a coach. Well, that's, that's great advice. Uh, and, uh, and I'm sure that our, our PD community will appreciate that and, uh, and the mentioning of those resources as well. Uh, and, and with that, I'd like to thank my guest, Jim Loveless from Pillsbury for sharing his insights. We look forward to you joining us for another edition of PLI's PD Insider. This is Craig Miller of the Practicing Law Institute. Thank you and be well.